Hello, everybody. You're listening to the 52nd episode of HBP, Hipster Baseball Podcast. Yes, the one-year anniversary. We're gonna make it after all. I am DeCarlo Calloway alongside Dorian, and on today's podcast, we drink rum with the Mayan gods, sitting sideways in a low star state. Watching the college, watching the Rockies refuse to roll over and play dead, examine the home run race for the 2021 20, season, and attend a birthday celebration to watch the Boston Red Sox with President Ulysses S. Grant. So, on this 52nd episode, we will begin like we have done with all of the 51 prior to that, which is discuss what we're drinking today. So, I'm keeping it really like divorce guy ish moment no no offense to any of our divorce guy listeners i'm just you know trying to say keeping it on my own but i am drinking a shot of svedka vodka on on ice and a nice cup of coffee to try to keep myself awake so that i don't fall asleep prematurely this evening dorian what is it that you're drinking today and happy anniversary brother we've got a one-year-old with teeth in her mouth happy birthday to you Happy birthday to me. Give us a chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Doing it our way. As you may or may not know, that's the theme song to Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> that's what uh, DiCarlo was referencing, referencing at the top of the show. But happy birthday. And I, on this special episode 52, one year anniversary, I'm drinking... What am I drinking here? I'm looking. I'm. I don't even know what I'm. Drinking. I'm just looking at it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's caramel. I'm actually having like me. <laughs> a. It's called a what? I said you said it's beautiful and caramel, and I said like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm having Ronza Capa Centenario XO Solera Reserva Especial from Guatemala. What in the world did you just say? This is a 100 XO Solera from Guatemala. Rong Zacapa is one of the finest rums in the world. And we and I cheer not just to Carlo. I also cheer Akan, who is the Mayan god of wine and intoxication. Obviously, the Mayan culture was not just in Mexico, but it was also in, in Guatemala. So I'm going to have a, a sip here to Akan, to HBP, and to all the baseball gods as well. Interestingly enough, the Mayans didn't drink rum because rum wasn't invented when they were around. But they did drink something called pulque, which was actually similar to the beer that we drink today. Not only is this one of the finest rums in the world. Again, this is this is one this is one of the finest sipping rums that you break out on a special occasion, like someone's birthday. This actually won the gold in the super premium category at the International Rum Festival when this first came out. I think about twenty years ago. So this is a very special occasion here. Mm. So basically this rum is made in the, in the highlands. <laughs> we talked about the highlands last week, of Guatemala. It's the, the rum is aged between six to 23 years. It's stored at like 2000 something meters. And it's, uh, it's, it's held constant at 62, 62 degrees Fahrenheit, 17 degrees Celsius for our fancy European non-American listeners. And what I love about it, Zicarlo, is it's not just doesn't taste like rum. It has like a, it has a spirit of other 
Lakers as well because they aged this rum in in barrels that that used to hold either whiskeys, sherries, wines, cognac. So it has a spirit of something else as well. But uh, again, this is HBP. Guatemala has not yet produced a Major League Baseball player. But to Carlo knows this, you know this, my favorite Guatemalan player who was actually in the Baltimore Orioles minor league system but didn't make it to the majors, the one and only Dick Dastardly, Juan Montes, the man with the crazy mustache who looks like he came out of a 1960s Hanna-Barbera cartoon. And we talked about Juan Montes's Juan Montes in episodes 11 and 49. So cheers, feliz cumpleaños. Uh, if I knew how to say happy birthday in Mayan, DiCarlo, I would tell you, but I don't. So I'm, I'm proud of you, my friend. We're going after this every single week. We're pumping out hilariousness sometimes and just delicious drinks and beers that we share all the time. And we share them with you on our social media accounts, people. We have an Instagram account, Hipster Baseball Podcast. Tag us on what you're drinking. Use the hashtag HBP Drink. If you're on Twitter, we also have that. Our Twitter account is at HBP4040. And also use the hashtag HBP Drink. Mm. So we go from Guatemala to Texas to sit to sit sideways with Paul Wall, Houston's own. Whatever happened to Paul Walter, Carlo? Um, you know, I've seen him pop up from time to time. I think he was one of those people who established himself in, you know, lo- locally in a way that he became financially solvent that he really didn't have to do anything else and probably just focused on, you know, creating businesses him. and, you know, taking care of his family. So, I mean, you know, he hasn't really produced. Maybe his music, I don't know, nationally not big, but I mean... I figure he's still one of those people who got money. So I hope so. He he got he got big with that song about 20 years ago, sitting sideways, uh, a rapper from Houston. And just the other baseball team in Texas is the Texas Rangers in Arlington, Texas. And there's some there's some they're feeling very lonely there because things aren't good. Things are not good at all for the Texas Rangers. Good for the Texas Rangers for quite a while. So this is a surprising thing to hear. And I know you're thinking, listener. Why? This is the playoffs. We're like uh, we're like ten days away from the. We're about two weeks in the playoffs. Let's talk about all the playoff races. Hold up. You can go listen to that stuff on boring podcast, or you can go read that in other articles. We're looking at the underbelly and how they can affect the playoffs. So we're looking at things indirectly here. Yeah, Texas Rangers. And spoilers, exactly. The yeah. Texas Rangers, uh, there was a game that they played against. They hosted the Chicago White Sox back on the 18th of, 18th of September. And the Rangers shortstop, Isaiah Kinner Falafel. <laughs> Isaiah Kinner Falifa. He was last year's gold glove winner. Gold gloves means you're the best defensive player in your position. He had two throwing errors to first base. And he just looked bad. He just looked bad. In this year, DiCarlo, in 20, 2021, so far, he's had 17 errors. He's committed more errors in this year than he has in his entire career. So that gold glove, well, it, it, it's hidden somewhere. I don't I don't know where it is. That's probably a mental issue that's caused him to generate that many errors. I don't know, but it's not just you all about him. Yips. Nah, I don't think so. I mean, it, I think the whole Rangers have the yips. That, that team is going to lose over 100 games. 
we talked about how terrible the Rangers are back in episode 30. So why are we talking about them again? Because I want to. This team is suffering. They're suffering. They are second to last in run scored. They had the second to last team batting average. They had the second to last extra base hits, which extra base hits are doubles, triples, and home runs. Anything beyond a, a walker or a single, that generates offense. It generates excitement. The Rangers haven't been generating jack this year. But as Eminem, he's not from, he's from Detroit. Yes, he is. But, you know, that song, uh, Lose Yourself, you had one shot, one opportunity, let it slip. His palms are sweaty. His knees are weak. Okay, his arms us. are heavy. Save us, save us, Lord. <laughs> oh, this is the this is the this is episode fifty two, the karaoke special. I, yeah, I, please, I forgot to please, tell you about please, that. Please, no, <laughs> oh, sorry, but like, like Eminem, hype Eminem, the Detroit hip hop rapper, artist, how he pumped himself up. There's hope for the future for the Rangers. As bad as they are. They have the enough? number, they have the number eleven farm system in Major League Baseball. That's not a just number, last though. year. Just last year, it was ranked twenty fourth. Yeah, but still, I, I wouldn't bet my hopes on the number eleven. Granted, I could sit back and 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 understand, you know, possible, you know, being optimistic based on the fact that they were able to jump that that high, you know, in terms of statistics within a year. But it's just on paper, and I think it would be a lot considering that the Rangers have not had really good teams in quite a while to bet the hopes on the farm, not to say it's not possible. We've seen how organizations that truly invest that time into cultivating a farm system that could breed dynasties. That's, that's definitely there, but still the, the math isn't on that side. What I'm trying to say is there's hope. Hope doesn't always actually turn out to be something that actually occurs, but there's hope. So they have their number number 11 far, ranked farm system. They drafted Jack Flyer, who's a right-handed pitcher from Vanderbilt University. And for those of you who don't follow college baseball, Vanderbilt University is uh, the monster program in college baseball. It, they're the equivalent of Alabama or Clemson in college football. They win all the games. They win all the championships. And Jack Leiter to Carlo, he is the son of Al Leiter, who was also a pitcher, a left-handed pitcher. He played for the Yankees a bunch of times. He played for the New York Mets. He played for the Blue Jays, uh, for the Florida Marlins. Yeah, yeah, that's all the career. Oh, yeah. So he comes So this Al, Jack Leiter, this young Jack Leiter, comes from uh, good bloodlines. And this is how highly he's regarded. He signed a $7.9 million bonus with the Texas Rangers, and it's the largest signing bonus for a pitcher since New York Yankees, uh, New York Yankees pitcher Garrett Cole, who signed an eight million dollar signing bonus all the way back in 2011. Again, the Rangers aren't going to just get be good next year or two years, but there's hope on the on the horizon. And you know I, what I like about? Can I just jump in for a second? You brought an interesting point to my to mind, and this isn't about this. It's just going back to your line about. Um, you know, the lighters having a, a good bloodline. Would you say, and this is a philosophical question, would you say that is it truly the genes or is it the fact that you have a winning playbook that could really, and, and an interested party in, in said vocation 
which would really allow for that success to manifest on a higher level the second time around. Is it all just nature or is it nature nurture or is it both? What do you think? When it comes to nature versus nurture, nature always wins. Do you know that line? Mm-hmm. Christopher Walken, wedding crashes. <laughs> did we talk about Christopher Walken like two weeks ago? Yeah, we did. And that's when Christopher Walken is the secretary of the interior. God knows what in the movie wedding, the comedy wedding crashers. And there's that line that he he says that uh, nature always wins. I don't, I, it ha- dude. It's I don't. It's not a cop out, but it's the truth. It has to be the blend of everything. Like you have to have natural ability, and you have to be challenged by people who support you and help you grow. So the point the point is that he has good bloodlines, and he went to the top college baseball program in the country. And they've, I mean, Vanderbilt has produced the pitcher David Price, who's now with the Dodgers. Dan to be Swanson, the shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, um, obviously, uh, who else? Um, I'm missing a bunch of people. I'm blanking right now. But that's a stud, stud college baseball program. And what I like about this kid, uh, Al, uh, Jack Leiter to Carlo, is that because he threw so many innings at this last college baseball, the Rangers said, we're signing you, but you, you're not you're not throwing this summer because we don't want to mess up the arm again. You have to invest. You have to have the. You have to have the, the the program. So in the fall, he's going to go back to Vanderbilt. He's probably back on campus to earn more credits towards his degree in what is he in human and organizational development. So tip of the James. hat to, <laughs> huh? James. Yeah, to to Al to Jack Leiter for being like you know what I'm going to take three, four, five classes and get myself just a, a little bit closer to getting my degree, even though he has. $7.9 million in the bank. His dad's a millionaire, but he but realizes... But it's also smart that he's doing something he would get, like, within the realm of, say, managing teams. So it's like, even if what he's studying and gives him the idea of looking forward, like, forwardly thinking of, well, if I don't, say, succeed, or even if I do, maybe being in coaching, because those skills that he'll learn as, you know, as as his major would help in that, too. So, yeah, it's that. People, it's never too late. It's never too late to go back to school or go get that other degree that you wanted, education wise. So, look at Al. Look at look at Jack Leiter. He has all the money in the world, but he's like, I still want to get my education. Cheers to him. My last, the little last bright spot that the Texas Rangers have is their third baseman, Josh Young. Currently, he's in Triple A, the level just below. Major League Baseball, so he'll probably get called up soon for the uh, Round Rock Round Rock Express. He's going to be the future third baseman, and they the Rangers believe in this guy so much, Carlo, that they actually moved the shortstop, the guy who has all these errors, Kenner Falafel Falifa, to to shortstop. So I think that may be the reason why Kenner Falifa has so many errors because they moved him from third base to shortstop for this kid. Josh Young, who hasn't even broken into the team yet. And uh, the, my last point, the Rangers manager, Chris Woodward, said, quote, I feel like we've got a ton of talent. we got a lot of quality makeup players down there, end quote, down there being the, the minors. He's just, he's just hoping that he can actually manage them soon before he gets fired. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that might just be nice PR talk because he knows he's not even going to get that chance. I mean, normally you don't. You know, normally you don't have managers of major league teams talking about minor league teams because they're like, they're not going to help me. This is useless. 
Well, but, also think about this. It's not as though he would be, you know, on the top of the list of any, uh, you know, MLB managerial team. So I think at this point he's pretty desperate. Yeah. But speaking of spoilers and speaking of looking at the playoffs from a different point of view, I'm bringing up the Colorado Rockies. Fourth place team in the National League West. They're about 30 games out of first place. But DiCarlo, the Colorado Rockies are going to ruin postseason dreams. Nobody's talking about the Rockies. Everyone's talking about the National League West chase with the Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants, the, the National League East chase, a division with the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies, or the American League East wild, wild card between the Boston Red Sox, the Toronto Blue Jays, and New York Yankees. No one talks about the Colorado Rockies. People, this is a dangerous team, but this team sucks. I don't know what the heck is going on in Denver. They have one really good player, shortstop Trevor Story. They were supposed to trade him before the trade deadline at the end of July to get something back in return, and they sat on their hands and did nothing. DeGarlo, do you know that Trevor Story his contract is up at the end of the season and he's going to walk as a free agent and the Rockies are going to get nothing from him, nothing from him because they didn't trade him. That doesn't work. But you That's, know, maybe it'll work out for both parties. In the end, you know. no, it's, no, it's not. The rot always starts at the top. This is bad ownership, bad management, not the manager, but uh, the the general manager and the, and the and the president of baseball operations, all that nonsense. That's absolutely crazy. Nevertheless, how far they they're away from that? They're not anywhere near the playoffs. They only have one really good player, but they have been wrecking the dreams of some of these baseball teams in the past month. They take they've won series against the Los Angeles Dodgers at the end of August. They beat them. They won the series two games to one. In the middle of uh, the beginning of, the, uh, of, of September, they played the Atlanta Braves to a draw, two games to two games in a series. Then they swept, the Rockies swept the Philadelphia Phillies in Philadelphia four straight games. People, the Braves and the Phillies are neck and neck to win that division. If you don't win the division in, in the National League East, you're not going to the playoffs. And then the Rockies went to Atlanta and, and, and swept them two games to nothing. Right now, the Rockies are playing the Dodgers, and then they're going to San Francisco to play the Giants. The Rockies are no joke. The way I was thinking about the Rockies, DiCarlo, is like they're like that pebble in your shoe that you cannot get out because you're walking or running or you're in, the, you're in a meeting and you can't take your shoe off to take that pebble out. They're, they're going to wreck either the Dodgers' dream of winning the National League Division, National League West Division, or the San Francisco Giants' dream of winning the National League West Division, or the Phillies or the Braves are not going to. One of those teams is not going to the playoffs, and the Rockies are going to be in the dark, pointing at their chest like, "Yeah, it was me. It was me." Yeah, it gives them They're, a little pride. Gives them something to fight for, you know. I, and, and honestly, yeah, when when you're a team that's that out. And you know it's just like whatever. You have nothing else to lose, so it's kind of fun just to be able to knock some of the uh, those at the top off the the horse and be spoiler. You know, it gives you something to look forward to. Right, because everyone was looking at uh, all these teams. Were like, oh, we got the Rockies coming up. They're they're just gonna roll over a dive. We're gonna play with their tummy like you're like they're a little dog, and it's over. Uh, uh-uh. 
that little dog has been biting and yapping and they're going to kill the dreams of either the Dodgers, the Giants, the Braves, or the Phillies. So I really hope it's not the Atlanta Braves, <laughs> but hats off to what they're doing because they're not, they're not taking this. Again, they're 30 games out of, out of first place. They're not going to do anything. On the flip side, unlike the Texas Rangers, who can look forward to Eminem's song, do you want me to uh, repeat repeat my karaoke to Carlos? Please do not. <laughs> unlike the Texas Rangers, the Colorado Rockies do not have a good future. The shortstop Trevor Story, as I just said, he's going to walk away from the team as a free agent. He's going to sign for someone else for a boatload of money. And the Colorado Rockies, their farm system is ranked 26th. That is horrific and they only have one young prospect in all of the top 100 players their outfielder zach veen things aren't looking good in the i don't what what is the what is colorado what's the state what's the the state logo there not the logo the, the slogan i don't know i don't know either it doesn't matter exactly that's how hopeless they are eminem couldn't even write a song about the Colorado's, Colorado's, Colorado, Colorado. Sorry, people. This is the this is the Mayan gods talking through me through the Guatemalan rum here, looking up to the sky and hoping for better days. Sorry, Colorado Rockies. Enjoy wrecking someone's season in 2021. Their postseason dreams since 2021, because after that, it there's nothing to look forward to. But when we look out into the horizon, some of the monsters of 2021 have been hitting home runs all the way out there. That's for sure. And it's kind of funny, you know, thinking about home run races uh, in the last maybe 10, 15 years, don't you think that like the home run, even though it's still like the grand amusement of baseball, it it hasn't had the same luster, especially after steroids era. I don't know, at least for me, but it seems like this season you, you get it back, you know, you know, gone or you might just have one guy who's in like 35 home runs, maybe, breaches 40 but now we're getting some pretty hard hitters and this year it's kind of been interesting when we think about how Shohei Otahani of the LA Angels flashing 44 bombs but is actually a pitcher that added a certain level of uh, allure to it now is having such a well all-around player who is a pitcher but then also doubles as a DH who hits for power and is not an incident out which has totally changed the game but you've had him pretty much going back and forth between Vladimir Guerrero Jr. too, who kind of came out late in the summer to start pushing at Otahani because Otahani was pretty much running with it for most of the season. But Guerrero, I have to say, is probably, in my opinion, probably one of the better, like having the better overall season because he's not just ranked first in homers. You got him. Are you crazy? Have you been drinking too much coffee and vodka? What? No, I have been. Otahani. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. having a better season than Otani. Dude, come on, That's man. Crazy. My man, drunk, yo, he's fourth and runs batted in. Yo, first in batting average, putting in 10 RBIs out of position for a triple ground bit. Like, you can't sit back and say that's not a great season. I'm not Ot- saying Tahani was like, that's amazing. He's doing something we haven't seen from pitchers since like Babe Ruth when he was playing with the Red Sox. But at the same end, you got Vlad Guerrero Jr. who's having a freaking killer season. Otani is pitching and Hitting, he now has 45 home runs. And the other day, I think it was, um, who was it against? It was uh, against the uh, the Oakland Athletics. He struck out 10 batters and pitched eight innings back on the 19th of September. Mm-hmm. Like, 
yeah, the guy's the guy's a monster. The yeah. guy's an alien. Maybe it's possible. So, but those two are really holding court. But there's a dark horse who's came out of nowhere too. Well, not necessarily out of nowhere. We got Salvador Perez out of Kansas City, who's pushing as a possible spoiler, especially down the stretch. His, the, you know, this lead has changed a few times over the season. You know, through April, you had Ohani. Ohani was pretty much running through most of the season, but then you had Atlanta's Ronald Acuna Jr. for most of May holding up for him. Then you had Odalis Garcia from the Rangers, who were like, but still, he was hitting home runs. But then you had Guerrero's hot streak, briefly vaunted by lead over to Hani and then Fernando Tatis Jr. So you've had moments where this has gone back and forth, but now towards the end of the season, it's pretty much shaping as a three-man race. And it'll be interesting to see who ends up. Now you said Otahani has 45. You know, we'll see. We got two weeks left in the season. If he wins the home run title, that's going to be dope, especially because he is a pitcher. These, you know, this, this generation got some strong players, which is nice. It's always good when you start to see the end of an era or even like the in-between period, and you start to see those superstars who pop up who you know are going to be in the game barring injury for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years and will carry teams, you know, it's going to be good. Interesting to see what happens, but yes, this home run race is shaping up and maybe this is just the start of a rivalry that we'll see between these two as the seasons continue to progress. I think it'll be, I think it, I think that it can only be a rivalry between Vladimir Guerrero Jr. of the Toronto Blue Jays and Shohei Otani of the LA Angels if these teams actually start getting into the playoffs, the Blue Jays have a very good chance yeah. of getting the playoffs this year as a wild card team. But the Angels, it's crazy that the LA Angels have Mike Trout, always injured, the greatest baseball player today, probably, uh, no, definitely one of the greatest players ever. But he's been so injured the past three, four years. They have Mike Trout, they have Andrelton Simmons, one of the greatest shortstops of all time. They got Shohei Otani, who's an alien from like Jupiter, and what I what I respect about I forget the owner's name of the LA Angels. I give a lot of crap to some of these cheap owners, like the Dolans in in Cleveland, like the owner of the Tampa Bay Rays, who refuse to sign paychecks and get good play, and get uh, superstar players. The LA Angels owner is always handing out big contracts because he knows LA is an easy, even though they're technically not in LA, they're in Orange County. It's an easy draw for guys to come and play for him. Uh, Arturo Moreno, that's what the HBP bullpen just told me. Arturo Moreno, he's, he, and he, the Carlo, for goodness sake, he gave like $300 million to, to, to the corpse of Albert Pujol, who they let go earlier this year, who's now with the Dodgers. But anyways, what am I saying here? The LA Angels, the Los Angeles Angels, have to start getting into the playoffs because other than that, they're never going to play. But home runs make us happy. Uh, Salvador Perez, Shohei Otani, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., the, the injured... And it hurts my heart. Ronald Acuna Jr. All this is very exciting because we get instant gratification. And this is where our show sponsor comes in because we're used to instant gratification from shopping online. 
But sometimes it's okay to go to a store that also offers you everything. This week's show sponsor, the one-year anniversary. The East India Company, people. We're back. When you're in the market for t-shirts, sugar, salt, maybe even some gunpowder, because the world's going to end after COVID-19 Delta variant, look no further than the place that has it all, the East India Company. If you ever have a customer service problem, we'll send gunboats to solve the issues. Uh, Shop with confidence at the East India Company. Cheers to the East India Company for providing on their ships this beautiful Guatemalan rum that's now and the coffee that Zicarlo's drinking that's now in our respective tummies. That makes us very happy. And on the one year anniversary, in in the latest installment of the Dewey Decimal System, aka Lost in History, 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 history. I want to talk about my beloved Atlanta Braves on their 150th birthday. Figaro, do you think we're ever going to get to 150 years of the podcast? Unless it be passed us on to future progeny. <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully, hopefully we do. So at the top of the show, DeCarlo said that we were going to watch a, a Boston Red Stockings game with uh, President Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant. And I'm sure some of you were like, who in the world are the Boston Red Stockings and who in the world is Ulysses S. Grant? <laughs> the Atlanta Braves, I'm proud to say, is the oldest continuously operating sports organization in the world, 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 world. They're older than like those those German and English and Scottish football clubs, soccer, the and continuously they aren't the oldest ever established because that's the the Cincinnati somebody had them beat by like a year or two, but they went to funk like a year or two later. So the Atlanta Braves, under different names, have been continuously playing baseball since eighteen seventy one. When Ulysses, when Ulysses, you lit. The Mayan, the Mayan gods got me. They got me tongue-tied, DiCarlo. Yeah, they sure do. In 1871, Ulysses S. Grant, the hero of the, of the American Civil War, he was president. And uh, this season in 2021, the Atlanta Braves, have, if you watch any of the games or, or their highlights or seen pictures, they're wearing 150 anniversary celebration uh, patches on their jerseys and their baseball caps. So I'm going to take I'm taking us back to 1871 to Carlo. Do you know what the banger song we talked about Paul Wall in this episode? We talked about Eminem. We talked about the theme song to Laverne and Shirley to Carlo. Take a wild guess of what was the hit song. What not hit the hit song. One of the hit songs in America back in 1871. Um, Yankee Doodle Dandy. That's. That's not a bad guess, but Yankee Doodle Danny is actually like even earlier. It's like from like the 18th yeah, century, from the 1700s. Know, but you know, time back then, it wasn't like they had mass communication in such a way that it traveled. Oh, know, but they still had, but they still had, they didn't have top 100, Billboard top 100, but they still had popular songs. Yeah. And one of the most popular songs of 1871, when the Boston Red Stockings, who later became much, much later became the now Atlanta Braves. One of those popular songs of 1871, DiCarlo, was a song called 
onward Christian soldier, which is an Anglican hymn, Anglican being the Church of England. And it goes, and I know you're dying to hear this, and it goes something like this. Onward Christian soldier, marching as to war with the cross of Jesus. Do you want me to keep going? No. <laughs> that, people, it's not a joke. Onward Christian soldier was one of the bangers of 1871 if we go back to 1871 we'll spot to we'll spot to carlo in his in his horse driven carriage yelling out to the driver young man play that onward christian soldier now young man <laughs> no they might be shouting other things at me though. <laughs> <laughs> so onward christian soldier is the hottest song on the non-existent radio back in 1871 <laughs> And the Atlanta Braves back then were known as the Boston Red Stockings. People, the Boston Red Sox has nothing to do with the Boston Red Stockings. The Boston Red Sox came about three or four years afterwards. The Boston Red Sox are a very old baseball club, but they're not as old as the, the Atlanta Braves. And what really surprised me to Carlo about all this rich history that the Atlanta Braves have is they've played in three, the organization has played in three cities, in Boston, in Milwaukee. And then finally in Atlanta, and when they were in Boston in 1875, actually for the first five or six years that they were part of part of the baseball, I think back then it was called the National League. They had some. They had a pitcher by the name of uh, Al Spalding, who founded the the sporting equipment company, the Spalding Sports, whatever they're whatever they're called. Nowadays, baseball players baseball players, baseball pitchers barely get to 200 innings pitched. In 1875, DeGarlo, Al Spalding pitched 570 and two-third innings wow. in 1875. Wow. Talk about something brain. But I don't also think they were playing, like, you know, these pitchers weren't throwing as hard as they are now, though. And I was in his eighth They were probably they were throwing, throwing 65. Yeah, they were throwing change-ups and fastballs. They weren't throwing. Give me the balls. heater at forty-nine miles an hour. How many? How much is forty-nine miles an hour in kilometers for our uh, non-American friends? It's like what twenty-four point three kilometers or something like that. I'm like as I'm estimating. Uh, our HBP bullpen tells me that forty-nine mile an hour pitch would be the equivalent of seventy-eight kilometers per hour. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, damn it. Pretty, I, I went, pretty small. You know what? I went. I went kilograms as opposed to pounds. <laughs> you know how like right. pounds are like double a kilo. And so, yeah. I, it's the Swedish vodka talking for you. And it's the Mayan God talking oh, for me. That it is. That it is. So the, the Swedish Norse God, God talking for me. Odin. Odin is speaking for you. So the, the Boston Red, the Boston Red Stockings, my, well, my favorite team who are now the Atlanta Braves, happy birthday to them. 150 years of every single year playing baseball. They were the Red Stockings. They were a bunch of different nicknames and they finally settled on the Braves in 1912. And what I like about this, what one of the things I like about not, not the 1912 season, because I really don't remember anything about that because I, I wasn't alive is in the 1948 season as the Boston Braves, they had tremendous pitching with Spawn and Sane. 
and they and someone wrote a poem for the 1948 season and they actually made it to the to the world series and i for, I, I forgot who they, they lost to but they lost the world series as the boston raves there's a poem called span insane and pray for rain so basically was let's get warren spawn to pitch one day and let's get sane to pitch the other day and let's pray for rain or rain out because then warren spawn could pitch again on like two days rest because again this is 1948 guys are throwing like not 500 but they're throwing <laughs> three four hundred innings god knows what so and then going out for drinks afterwards and going for drinks afterwards and, and yeah and, and and chasing and chasing uh and chasing, chasing broads chasing chasing young ladies <laughs> as they walk the streets yeah yeah. And so the the Boston the Boston Red Stockings, the Boston Braves, they were part of the expansion of America, like the, the country, because they played in Boston on the East Coast. Then, as air travel came into about came about in the jet age of the 1950s, the Boston Braves, not for a variety of reasons, they moved out. The franchise moved to Milwaukee, and they became the Milwaukee Braves, and they drafted Hank Hank Aaron. They won the World Series with him, and then in 1966, since 1966. They've been in Atlanta, uh, now the Atlanta Braves. So happy birthday to the hits, the hit song of 1871 called Onward Christian Soldiers. Uh, salute to Christian soldiers. No, you could totally, totally like spice that up. Like onward Christian soldiers carry your cross. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you put Christ some time the to ro- it. Christ the royal master. So look that up, people, on your Spotify. Look up Onward Christian Soldier <laughs> or YouTube or YouTube. <laughs> Anyways, I'm joking. Happy birthday to Hipster Baseball Podcast. Happy birthday to HBP. Happy birthday to Carlo. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to the Mayan god Akan, who uh, delightfully provided me this delicious Guatemalan rum. Happy birthday to the Boston Red Stockings who are now the Atlanta Braves. And please, Akan, uh, Mayan god of drinking and intoxication, please do not let the Colorado Rockies wreck our season and get us into the postseason for 2021. And that, people, is a wrap on episode 52. Thank you for listening to our podcast where we talk about baseball drinks Shots Brewery, and everything else under the sun. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so and give us a review and rate us. It helps with the analytics. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at HPP4040 and on Instagram at Hipster Baseball Podcast. Also, talk to us on our social media it's nice to sit back and have some dialogue we always enjoy speaking to our listeners and chatting back and forth about baseball drinks and a bunch of other things under the sun biology astronomy yeah sociology yeah etymology all the ologies the 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 mayor of boston in 1875 yes as well as the viceroy of india in 1912 so Of course, our drinks will be in the show notes. And please make sure you join us as we complete this first year and begin to embark on another one next time on our second year HPP Baseball Podcast. Peace.